0: Senses tingling. He's the host that, for all the right reasons, makes sure I have zero access to the numbers. He's slim. He's the host of the Paper Keg Podcast. This is your episode 195.
1: Welcome to the show. Uh, Three fathers. We read comic books all the time. It's all we do. We have families, too, as well. Alleged. But this week, we do a book club. We're going to read the same book. We're going to talk about it later in the show. Tim Sale. Jeff Loeb,
2: Go ahead and gate four
1: Spider-Man for bakers blue.
2: Bahamas billions loose. Now can you clap? Now can you clap? Now can you clap for them killers? Give it up for them gang.
1: We're on the road to 200. The three of us, the three remaining living hosts of paper keg. We have a meetup. The fourth ever Paper Keg meetup is a week away, March 28th at Coco's in Philadelphia. Stop by. Otherwise, it's just Jonesy, Dale, and I drinking.
0: Hmm. Oh, can't wait. Toast,
1: and toast. Even then, even then, it's a win in my book, honestly. Yeah,
2: yeah, honestly. If you show up or don't show up, people. <laughs> Really selling it pretty hard. Show up or don't show up. <laughs> now, <laughs> please show up. It's going to be an amazing time. You know, you're going to have the floor with three amazing friends, and and you're you're the friends too because you show up. I'm I don't know what I'm saying. I, don't I just what's you know Karate
0: right now. Chop will be there, and that's really all I need. Oh um, yeah. man, we yeah. need
1: to introduce uh, the hosts of the show. If this is your first time listening, there's three living hosts. Jonesy loves beer. Is a host on this show. He's wearing some kind of leisure coat. At home on the YouTube hangout right now that you can't see. I wish you could see it. He's a writer.
0: It's this is a fantastic housecoat. It's not only uh, half cotton, half polyester, but you can't see there is a satin stripe down each of my shoulders to the cuff. It's uh, probably the nicest thing I own. I don't. I don't
1: even, I've never even heard of anyone wearing a housecoat outside of like John Hamm on Mad Men. <laughs>
0: Well, it's you know, this is modern. It's got a zipper, uh, no pockets, but, you know, I'm willing to give it up for what
2: it says about my fashion sense.
1: Okay. One, two, Which is I appreciate that.
2: That sounds like a jacket uh, designed by one Lisa Turtle trying to get into the FIT <laughs> Institute. Probably modeled by Zach Morris or AC Slater at the Max mm-hmm. fashion show slash college application that she was trying to... And of course, she ended up going to Cal U.
0: Once again, Dale uh, demonstrating his perfect recall of every single episode of Saved by the Bell.
1: Nobody knows television references like one Dale underscore A, Silver Fox. Um, What was it like? I mean, what was the reason why she didn't come on to the college years? Do you know the the details of that story, Dale? Can you enlighten us?
2: Oh, you know what? I don't. I don't. I try not to get into the behind-the-scenes stuff. You know, there's so much hearsay running around that I don't know the actual reason yeah. why she wasn't on there, except for the final episode or two that went right into the wedding in Las Vegas. She I was, it in was in, that. in Hawaii.
0: Wasn't it a Hawaii wedding?
2: No, Jonesy. <laughs>
0: I'm so dumb. <laughs> Sorry, spent guys. A summer,
2: they spent a summer in Hawaii oh, at Kelly's right. uh, grandfather. Dean Johnson had a bed and breakfast his, uh, hotel, the hotel. Hawaiian Hideaway.
1: Mm-hmm. But Jonesy they got down. married. I'm embarrassed for Jonesy for trying to go tête-à-tête <laughs> with Dale underscore A, <laughs> a with Save by the Bell trivia.
2: So they went to Las Vegas to get married in their first year of college, which would make them under 21. But I guess since you could get married in Las Vegas, you know, at a drive-through, they went anyway. Yeah, it wasn't we, too much fun though.
1: We got bigger fish to fry than Save by the Bell. Trivia. So it would we seem. The, we have the meet-up in a week, depending on when you're listening to this, March 28th, Saturday night, in Coco's in Philadelphia. Oh, take the train in. Take a plane in. We're going to take the train into the city. We're going to have some some cider pops. Ooh. We're going to share some stories. Dale's probably going to dance a little bit for us in his, in his size child New Balances. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, they... They don't even you know what most bouncers though, they don't even look at my shoes. Uh, you know, they don't base their their carding me or not decisions on my shoe size. They usually don't even look at my shoes, so I'm probably good for ciders too.
1: I was waiting kind of for Jonesy to hop in there on the making fun of Dale's shoe size training because the, he that's his moment the, on the show anytime it you
0: comes up. I couldn't get in there because you were such on a roll, but I was gonna say uh, do they still make new balances in 5T, or have they uh, crossed over to adult <laughs> sizing for you yet? But Slim was just so rapid fire, I couldn't sneak it in there.
1: Uh, well, so we have that. We're in our book club, this show, Spider-Man Blue, part of the Marvel Color Ooh. series. We'll get into that at the bottom of the hour, bottom of the podcast hour.
0: Now, the last time we did one of these, Hulk Gray, there was some... Uh, douchiness from myself towards Dale. So I'm hoping that this one goes much smoother.
1: I wish I remembered that because I probably would have tried to cut out some of that audio. Uh,
0: I you know. And... I thought of it midweek and then decided to say nothing because of, <laughs> because of that. You mean you decided to just sit back and play Twitch
1: Titanfall uh, at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. That's what you decided. And to you do. know
0: what? My one viewer was probably super grateful. Weren't you, Dale?
2: <laughs> oh man, that's, it brings me entertainment. Endless entertainment. I love it. I would uh, watch you playing Twitch with the Say By The Bell College Years theme song, uh, overlaying the it. The night is young; it's so early. Effect.
0: We could pickle nifts all night long if we needed to.
1: One a other
2: day, a day, a day.
1: A day. <laughs> one other comment: we we made a uh, survey for our friends of the show, whoever's listening to this, you, to vote on what book club we should do for episode 200, 200th episode. And we gave some choice some choices. Uh, I don't know if anyone has that pulled up, but maybe they can pull them up as I'm talking about it. So we presented some uh, stock options, and then you could write in your own choice for episode 200. Mm-hmm. And I won't reveal the results just yet so far. We'll have it run until next week.
0: Okay. We, we w-
1: but the results are shocking.
0: I'm going to, um, how do you say, uh, read this list
1: Hopefully you don't do it at that speed. Uh, We'll be here all night. Hopefully.
0: Uh, Uncanny X-Force by Rick Remender, the entire run. Uh, The Massive, entire run. Jason Aaron's Thor God of Thunder, entire run. Mm. Ooh! The Secret Warriors by Jonathan Hickman, entire run. Warriors. 52, the entire series. Batman and Robin by Grant Morrison, Volume 1. Saga, Volumes 1 to 4. And Captain Lord Henry Baltimore, Issues 1 to 25. Oh, boy. And, of course, you're mm, right in book. Now, I'm going to sweeten the pot right now but, for our dear listeners. Are you guys ready for this? We, we all know. Now, <laughs> nobody knows about this but me. Now, now you will know. In September we will be having an unofficial meetup uh, called Baltimore Comic-Con. They're kind of jumping on our bandwagon and and throwing their thing Mm -hmm. the same
2: weekend. (laughs) I I hear they're going to start calling it Captain Lord Henry Baltimore Comic-Con.
0: That's, I mean, I've I've been waiting. So, (laughs) you know, Dale and I have been talking off the record for Baltimore at Baltimore, where I am planning to try to collect every single issue of Baltimore as like a keepsake. Uh, you know the the colder the Red King will be ending. I think in September that'll be the latest run. So it'll be something like thirty issues uh, in my collection. If if the voters of Baltimore get it to the winner and send me an email, I will pick a winner and collect for you as well the entire thirty issue run. Baltimore <laughs> oh at gosh. Baltimore for issue for episode two hundred wow. grand prize. Oop. Who? How how will we determine who wins right, this? So I don't the understand. People who vote for Baltimore, I'm 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 going on the honor. Uh, He's going to be buying five honor. complete runs <laughs> <Yeah>. of Baltimore. <laughs> All right. So listen to me. If you vote for B- Baltimore, you direct message me, write letters of paper cake. I'm I'm hoping for honesty here from the voters.
1: Jonesy's wife just rolled out of bed. She Doesn't <laughs> know why she her heart. My just checkbook stopped.
0: just set on fire. Uh, I smell something burning upstairs. So uh, I will pick a winner from that pool of people and peepers, and I will collect the entire run of Baltimore for them. I will document my journey on Instagram that weekend, and I will present one lucky person with the entire run of Baltimore. However, if Baltimore does not win, you're SOL and you get nothing.
1: Stunning turn of events for The Road to 200 by Jonesy Loves Beer. Mm
2: -hmm. The, uh, the Pete Rose of paper keg <laughs> fixing the contest before.
1: Now I think you have an idea of what Book Jonesy would prefer to do for episode 200. <laughs> if that was any indication.
0: You know, maybe. I don't know. It's saga seems good too. I don't know. Oh boy. We need,
1: to, we need to move on. Just simmer on that breaking news unbeknownst to any other host until <laughs> that very moment. A day, today! 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 <laughs> Uh, Jonesy loves beer. We need to get into the segment where we talk about the books that we read this week before our book club. What did you read this week?
0: Speaking of Dark Horse, I picked up uh, Mignola's new foray into oh. the Mignola verse. Oh, and this lovely Hi there. Dark Pretty. Horse just feels fantastic in my hands. I'm actually holding a print comic, folks. Frankenstein Underground, issue number one. Yeah, you know, milestone first issue of a new Mignola IP. It follows uh, the titular. Um, monster Frankenstein, yeah, he's the real deal. He's cobbled together from corpses and brought to life by a bolt of lightning, and he is a tragic figure, uh, akin to I would I would say like Connor McLeod the Highlander. He's been chased out of villages, been made a circus freak. In one panel, he he got punched out by Hellboy at some time in the '30s, and now in modern times. He has a, like a French warlock who's kind of like been building the seat of power. Uh, This guy, this Marquis, I think his name is, wants to take Frankenstein as like a prize. And wants to sit him in a chair and is like his macabre museum of freakish things. So in Mignola fashion, he has like a servant of Belial demon henchwoman that he pulled off of that tome and his library and you know brush the dust off and he has the list of demons and sends him after Frankenstein and there's a great you know dark horse Manola, awesome colored battle and it's a great first issue it's a lot of fun uh, I think if you like BPRD if you like Hellboy uh, if you like any of those dark stories this is right up your alley and you're foolish not to pick up the first issue 350 gorgeous Feels good in my hands. Tactile feeling is very high off the scale in this book. I highly recommend it. Tactile. Hashtag tactile. Hashtag tactile.
2: <laughs> yeah, the uh, this book was great. It it is ha- is it gives you the same feeling that the other Minyola verse books does, but it it also stands very well on its own as something new, and I liked that aspect of it. And I liked the kind of, the little bit of a twist. Just there's a slight twist to the Frankenstein monster that you're mostly familiar with. And the ending where he's like praying to the Aztec gods was, was, was a cool twist because, you know, he's just, he's not in a place you would at at all expect to begin with. I will say to,
0: to your point, Dale, if you have never read the Mignola books, the Hellboy, BPRD, Baltimore, and uh, you're, you are afraid, you know, of the challenge of going back and trying to catch up, you need to know nothing about those to read Frankenstein. That could be a totally new jumping on point for anything Mignola and you will be totally fine. Mm-hmm.
1: When was the last time he drew a Hellboy book? Was that Hellboy in Hell? Did he
2: draw that
0: one? I want to say, yes, that's the eight issue Hellboy in Hell. It's the, like, especially the capstone Of that series? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I believe it was Hellboy in Hell that he did.
1: Hmm.
2: Hmm. Let me go ahead and agree with you there. Thank you.
0: Not that you need it. Batgirl. You reading this Batgirl book? I am not, but there was a internet hubbub about it, from what I recall.
1: It's not what I'm going to talk about. Thank you. It's not what this podcast is about hubbubs. It's about the love of each other and comics.
2: Absolutely. I read the first issue of the new team, you know, the, two, the new direction. What mm-hmm. it was you a, think of it? I didn't, I didn't mind it so much. I think, it, honestly, I just remember it being very wordy. Okay, all right. Well, that, then, that's, you know, middling if you f- review. If you feel best.
1: that way about that title, then this book is a treat for you. I picked up Batgirl Endgame. It's a like, tie-in to what's happening in the main Batman storyline with the Joker infecting everyone in Gotham City with some Joker juice. And they're smiling and they're like zombies. This Batgirl tie-in isn't, doesn't really have words in it. So it's oh. Batgirl getting a message that there's like a VIP bus on the Burnside Bridge that she needs to get to. And the artist I think his name is Beng- Bengal Bengal he does color and art so he pretty much it's up to him to weave this story very well I think Brendan Fletcher and Cameron Stewart wrote it but i'm I'm not sure what they wrote they probably just you know told him what's what's happening in this book and where to maybe slot it in the panels but I'm not sure so she gets to the the Burnside bridge and she fights her way through there and she finds that she rescues uh, some of the VIP members, but there's one little girl left on the top of the bus, and she tries to communicate with her. And actually, some of the only dialogue is told through emojis. So I'm obviously in love with it. She, there's a really cool <laughs> oh, moment cool. where she tr- takes a picture of the girl on the bus, and then through a help th- through some kind of um, friendly help, she is able to text the girl. And they like text with only emojis, and it's pretty hilarious. Um, But the art is just phenomenal. I love the art in this book. I want the guy or girl who who did it to Mm -hmm. kind of you know become maybe the helper artist on Batgirl or something. It was just so great, very fluid, very animated. Um, It was a great issue. I loved it. Fantastic.
2: Yeah, I I flipped through the book at the comic book shop, and the art really looked nice on it. And I wanted to know maybe what else that artist has done before, if anything, because I was pretty impressed by what I saw. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I have no idea. I I was kind of surprised that it was like a wordless issue, and I I had no idea that it really even was the case, and I think the other, the hubbub about the variant cover hurt the cause and the mind share of this book. You know, everyone else is talking about the variant cover still, so this kind of flew under the radar, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because it was really, really well done. So I think everyone should pick it up.
2: I was also confused, but because I think did the regular Batgirl come out alongside it this week? Yes. Yeah, I was confused. I didn't know if that was like a a, a variant cover for this week's Batgirl, not not the uh, you know not anything related to the scuttlebutt, but. I wasn't sure if Endgame was something that was happening throughout all the Bat titles, but also I don't keep up on PC solicits or anything like that, so I was kind of confused what it was in the first place. Mm-hmm.
0: Didn't Detective come out with an Endgame tie-in too this week?
1: Uh, it was either this week or last week. Yeah, there's been a few tie-ins floating around, but this was the only one I really wanted to read. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even really up to date on Batgirl either. But the, the no word thing kind of intrigued me. And
2: it's also cool that you already know a lot about what was what's happening with the Joker juice and in the main Joker Batman juice. title and everything. Mm-hmm.
1: Dale underscore A, you have not been infiltrated by Joker juice. No, Not we this that we're aware of, unless it's in a plastic cup out of camera frame.
2: What Knob did you Creek, read this week? Joker juice. Never underestimate <laughs> what's happening uh, below my. Middle of my chest. <laughs> Never guess. Uh, the house is getting infiltrated with strep though, uh, though I can tell you that much. Oh, so boy. it's been a it's been a happy be some weekend. working
1: from home this week. Air quotes.
2: This whole week. <laughs> Jensen says
1: week. from his house coat
0: <laughs> as he sat at yeah. home
2: all week, <laughs> completely silent on what he's done all week. <laughs> I went and read. I read. I'm not gonna lie to you. I read a lot of comics today. And it was wonderful. Um, and what I'm going to talk about here is to catch you folks up on The Autumn Lands colon Tooth and Claw issues two, three, and four. This is Kurt Busick's image mm. title. And uh, mm. originally called Just Tooth and Claw at Image one, at uh, number one, issue number one. He had to go back and change the title because he ran into some like trademark Copyright snafus, and there's something else called Tooth and Claw out there, so he renamed it the Autumnlands: Colon Tooth and Claw. And in the first issue, I talked about the this world of magic and floating cities, and and everything very anthropomorphic, and uh, the the story was focused on a floating city with very high people of very very high regard, the royalty. The, uh, the, higher, uh, popu- the higher classes of this caste system. And by the end of the issue, the magic basically fails them. Their city crashes below onto the earth and they're kind of effed. A lot of people get hurt. And it was all to try and bring back this one champion from their legends and past times. And they used all their magic to bring him back. That was the world building in Issue 1. Issues 2 through 4 deal with, basically, they bring this champion back and this very fantastical world of animals and magic users, their champion is basically a human man ripped through time who was definitely in some sort of futuristic setting he speaks like you or I. He drops the f bomb. He he's a very fish out of water situation, and these these animals are just like, what is? We don't even know what's happening here. But this guy, he doesn't know what's happening either. But he's very effective at at defending. And right now, he's not not very sure what to think of who brought him back or what's been happening but his life is at stake so he is uh, naturally protecting those closest to him right now and there's some there's some political struggles on how to kind of run the crash landed population like the you know like lost kinda there's people wanting to stay by the beach people wanting to go inland there's some struggle there yeah I along sorry yeah, and and the um and along comes this coyote trader named Goodfoot, and she is kind of playing these castaways with the bison people that are planeswalkers down on the ground. It's very I don't know, it's it's amazing. Like the <clears throat> the addition of this man who just speaks street talk like you or I and he's been in some sort of military that these animals they don't have any clue what he's talking about and and he has no clue what they're about with magic and stuff he's used to guns and, and and mounted armored vehicles and stuff it completely blew me away from what I read in the first issue through what I've caught up with now but it hasn't hasn't brought the book down at all for me it's just holy crap this is like an idea that's some that Kurt Busiek had, and he's executing it on paper, and he's making it. This is like a like, Gamma World
0: campaign he wrote in '78, and he's finally making it a comic <laughs> yeah. book.
2: Yeah, that's it's. I don't know. I'm completely amazed by it, and the art. Uh, Benjamin Dewey, I believe, is the artist, but his work on the animals and how they look totally realistic and human. At the same time, it's it's really staggering, the art. But I don't know. It's it's I'm in love, and I haven't read it. I haven't read it in three months, so I, I'm you know high on it today, and I'm glad I caught up with it. I definitely missed it because of the name change.
0: Because I remember the first issue is like it's uh, two mice, and they get separated, right? In the wreckage of the falling city, like uh, the one, like the dad dies or something like that. Am I remembering? That yeah, that sp- was
2: a. They were terriers, like dogs. Oh, terriers,
0: yeah, terriers, mice, whatever.
1: I feel like Kurt Busick plus anthropomorphic would be.
0: It's like heroin to Dale.
1: It is. It's uh, it's uncut <laughs> heroin <laughs> he, for Dale. He free right? bases
0: the Autolians. He burns <laughs> yeah. the pages into a fine mist. And
2: his letters, pages, he just takes the time to have thank Dale like multi-page letters, pages. That I'm I'm thinking about writing into, but I don't know what to say. Oh know, boy. Went to a comic. I don't know what to say. The one time I literally sent in a paper letter to after saga number one. I was so and I sent Brian K. Vaughn one of my Field Notes notebooks. Oh, Slims. Nice. Love this. And I yeah, I haven't heard anything. I didn't hear anything. He's probably so. using it. He still uses it every day. I hope he is. Maybe I turned him on to it. Note number one was a thank the guy, Field Notes customer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> remember to whatever. thank
0: that guy. Whoops, not working.
1: Uh, running out of time. We need to get into the lightning round and then our book club. Spider Man Blue, lightning round. Jonesy loves beer. Two sentences or less.
0: Uh, red One, Image Comics, uh, Xavier Dorison, and the Dodsons.
2: Mm.
0: A. Black Widow-esque super soldier Soviet lady during the Cold War is sent to the U.S. to infiltrate and become a beloved superhero. Also becomes the driver for the head of a porno studio. This is an actual comic book that exists. Oh my. (laughs)
1: Lightning reminder to myself to ask you if you're reading the Star Wars books in the fireside.
0: Lightning, yes, I am.
1: Lightning, Lightning save it. Write it in your fields <laughs> notes. Nope.
0: Light. Note one. Thank Dale for that book.
1: The Spectacular Spider Man. Annual. 11, 1991. The Vibranium Vendetta Part 2. Ooh. One of the first Ooh. comics I ever remember owning. Hits digital. And I'll just read the quote from the cover since number two begins now. Face it, herds, it's Ultron's world. We just live in it.
2: Amazing. She-Hulk, number 12. I couldn't think of a better way to end one of the classiest runs in comics. I'm glad Charles Soule got to tell his story on such a charming, charming, underrated book.
1: Spider-Man Blue. Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale continue their friendship and color series for Marvel Comics. They did Daredevil Yellow, I think, before this, which I'm not sure if we've ever done for the show.
0: Just in my Maybe heart. Maybe we should
1: at some point. Yeah. Junzi just uh, sleeps with it every night, hardcover probably.
0: Under my pillow Thanks. like a uh, a dream catcher. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Junzi, what is
0: Spider-Man Blue? Why should anyone care about it? What is it? Spider-Man Blue. You know, many people think maybe they, they know now because of the amazing Spider-Man films, that there was a woman in Pete's life before Mary Jane Watson, and that was Gwen Stacy. You know, before she was Spider-Gwen, she was just best friend, lovable young gal, Gwen Stacy, who we all know tragically died uh, once the Green Goblin killed her on the Brooklyn Bridge. It's the story's oldest old time. As old as all does rhyme. And Spider-Man Blue is the anniversary of Pete and Gwen kind of coming together as one, and that's Valentine's Day, appropriate uh, in the middle of March. They're doing a Valentine's Day theme book. And the only way that Pete can kind of come to grips with Gwen, and of course he carries a lot of guilt, he you know, blames himself for her death, is that he kind of does a love letter to her every year on Valentine's Day. He takes his old tape recorder out, and because he's not a writer, you know he's a photographer. He does he's not really poetic. He can't you know put thoughts to page. He makes her a recording. So he through the four issues or I'm sorry five issues of Spider Man Blue as he swings through the city. He kind of lays down all his thoughts and feelings of meeting Gwen. Uh, The rogues gallery that was beginning to erupt around him at the time. Uh, How his relationship with Harry Osborn changed and how inexplicably he became a two women, two woman man when Mary Jane kind of waltzes into his life. Kind of these two uh, women that he's in love with, but are two totally different types and he wants them both differently. And, you know, he can't believe he was a nerd with no women. Now he's got two and it, But it's all to this, this love letter to Gwen. Uh, finally, you know, at, at the end of the story, Pete kind of is in his attic, you know, in the house that he owns with Mary Jane, and he's finishing this love letter. And he kind of says, you know, even though Mary Jane kind of grew up after your death and taught me how to love again and really is maybe the man who I am today, honestly, I'll never get over you. You were the love of my life. And Mary Jane hears this. And there's this moment when you're not sure what that's going to do to the marriage. I mean, it's pretty devastating stuff if you're the wife. And Mary Jane just kind of gives him a look and says, you know, I'm sorry, Pete, please tell Gwen that I love and miss her too. And it's kind of like on that downbeat that the story fades to black. It's one of the more emotional Spider-Man stories, and cathartic Spider-Man stories out there. Uh, and of course, it's done beautifully by Tim Sale. Spider-Man Blue. Tim Sale can draw a heck of a Spider-Man,
2: I can tell you. Oh mm, yeah.
0: Right now. Absolutely. Good grief.
2: Um,
1: VP of Spider-Man, Dale Underscore
2: <laughs> Love, 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 love Spider-Man. It... I was picturing something different for the storyline but nonetheless in the end i liked what i got um the first the first 3 issues or so almost seem insignificant until you bundle all the 6 issues up together in one like the last issue the stuff with mj and the flashbacks kind of wrapped up this story for me in a beautiful uh Tiffany blue bag with a <laughs> Tiffany blue ribbon like it was it was Hashtag without that last things. issue i wouldn't have liked the 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 story as much but for me the <laughs> just the the valentine that Gwen sent Pete and the the kiss the kiss oh man the the fact that you know Gwen was aggressive enough to <laughs> to kind of take that final step for Pete and to kind of like she she knew she knew that she was the one for Pete and the, the, th- the, ish, the first three or four issues before that I was kind of like where's the story going like where's where's the falling in love begin mm-hmm. because it was literally like just Archie the first four issues was yeah that's a great way to describe
1: it little I, Archie vibe
2: yeah and I just I just came up with that but it was just like two women kind of fighting over the guy mm-hmm. in Jump. an innocent way Jonesy's drinking.
1: Jonesy's drinking. drinking. He's getting ready to just profess his love for this book, I think, right now.
0: <laughs> Wet my whistle, getting ready. Mm-hmm. What did you What did you think,
1: Jonesy? loves beer of Spider-Man Below. Well. Whoa. Hard stop oh, on that one. <laughs> Holy hard stop on Starship. I,
2: I, they, they, exit,
0: I exit out of the app. Let me just cold start it right back up for you. <laughs> um, I mean, if, I don't know if you, have you guys read Daredevil Yellow?
1: I don't think so. Uh, no,
0: um, it's it's similar in the vein that you know that story is Matt getting over Karen's death, and you know the only way that he can get over it is to kind of write this love letter to her. So it's not, and I'm not saying that this is formulaic in that regard, but love letter to dead women. I was by ready, Jeff Loeb. And <laughs> I was ready to experience it all over again with Peter Parker. Um, there's just something. There's like a innate beauty. When you juxtapose this bygone era of superhero comics, you know, we're getting these great moments with the Rogues Gallery. You know, my first experience with Craven the Hunter and that time that Flash Thompson and I saw eye to eye with, you know, Harry and the like, there's these great moments that we all know that we're getting that's being retold for us, and it's not cheap because he goes back and he tells it like Kirby and Lee would have. He doesn't update it. So you're you're yeah, getting the, yeah. you're getting a love letter to Gwen, but you're also getting a love letter to 1964. And it's married together so beautifully that you know, if you have two eyes and a heart, you're going to love Spider-Man Blue.
1: I'll play Devil's Advocate. Oh, please do. If I may. Oh
0: god. <laughs> Oh god. oh god oh god oh god here we, god. Here we oh go
1: god <laughs> i th- i think this is the first time i've ever read it for whatever reason i thought i read it before but with, with these, I with, these it. with these books with superman for all seasons pretty much anytime someone talks about it they just drop their pants and start janging it when talking about <laughs> it. so you're ruined for it you're like okay i get it it's great yeah i gotta read it go away so we did read it and I lo- I did think it was a good Spider Man story. However, I felt like the.
2: Forever, gonna stop
0: us now. Gonna stop us. I'm sorry, you were bashing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: preemptive uh, troll preparation for Gen <laughs> Z over there uh, what was I saying the I actually didn't care for the 60s versions of Mary Jane and Gwen Mary Jane was so over the top uh, she was
2: I, like, I, I honestly she was a I caricature
1: of the character Mary Jane for me and it wasn't even 60s like you I I maybe that's the part maybe that was the intention to keep them 60s ish but it's not, the, it's not the same because at the end of the book, they're normal people. Peter and Mary Jane at the end of the book are normal. And Peter describing the events is a normal person. Even putting aside the fact that he's admitting that he's Spider Man on tape, who knows what he's going to do with his tape? Is he just going to keep it in his attic? No one's going to go in there?
0: God, Get out of here, Peter. Get out of here. Point. You
1: stink. Um, the, there wasn't a whole lot there. So the book was a love letter, like a love letter to Gwen. And him falling in love with Gwen. There's not enough there for to fall in love with Gwen. Who is Gwen? I, I still Hon- don't even know who Gwen is. Answer this book.
2: Honestly, that that's what I wanted. What was issue in issue six to be in issue one, mm-hmm. and to go from there because the, what this book really wanted me to do was try to find some Gwen Stacy stories where there was some like quality, and i honestly i've never really read much Gwen Stacy's story, maybe the death of Gwen Stacy I read, but yeah but i didn't like i don't feel the the love the love i don't feel like the kindred spirits you know of uh there you know i don't i don't in my eyes there are no Anne Shirley and Gilbert Blythe no. because i just i didn't I, I wasn't getting that vibe, yeah, I yeah. wanted issue six Gwen. And Peter, like I wanted a love story and I got Archie and two two complete opposite women fighting over Peter.
1: Yeah, give me, give me a moment where Peter and Gwen are on a rooftop and Gwen is talking about what she wants in her life. It, what, what does she want for herself as an adult? Like what are her dreams? And where does Peter fall into that? I didn't get any of that. And there was one moment where you start to pull back the, the Gwen onion, the Gwen onion, where she starts Mm -hmm. spitting these science rhymes in science lab, where she starts dropping knowledge about the experiment. I'm like, okay, we're starting to see a little bit of Gwen here. And then that was it. She likes to drive fast on a motorcycle. All right, I'm getting a little flirty action with these two. I'm into Mm -hmm. it. But that's it. There's no substance to Gwen. And then there was actually more substance to MJ, even though she was a caricature of MJ, when she starts using her her flirtiness to Peter's advantage to get the photos where she's like flirting with the cop to get him distracted and stuff. And then like that, okay, I'm starting to see some of Mary Jane here, but that's not, that's not enough. Like it's just a very, it's not enough of someone to fall in love with in my book as Peter.
2: and, and on the other side of the coin, like what were they falling in love with? Yeah. Like he's just a, dude he like he he wasn't even ext- he wasn't super extremely awkward i mean it wasn't like can't buy me love he wasn't out mowing their lawn he's a flake he's a he's a, a flake with I, like, a motorcycle was, like honest honestly there was just nothing that likable i'm not saying he was unlikable i'm not mm. saying he was in love worthy yeah can we
0: and, I, and I actually was con- i on? was con- <laughs> let's just not do this let's
1: never do it jenzy is deleting that from the book club google doc right now slowly so nobody sees it <laughs> and if there was one thing that i that i probably would not have caught on as as a younger person but i the only time I, I can't remember what this is called but when two female characters talk and the only thing they talk about is another man like the one interaction that gwen and mj had and i'm, I'm already like,
2: they bechamel. talk about
1: they talk about peter And that was it. So I'm like, okay, yeah, let's see what these girls have to offer. And they're just talking about Peter and and what's up with dating Peter. Like There wasn't wasn't anything to those characters. And I felt it was a disservice. And I probably wouldn't have saw it that way if I had read this when I was younger. But I wanted more substance to those characters. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't in this book. Also, I thought that Harry's portrayal of, you know, this is pre-Green Goblin Harry, and they're supposed to be best friends. So you see them before they're best friends in this book and then start slowly to have that friendship where he, he wants to become his roommate. But the, I, I felt like there was this weird, obvious foreshadowing that Harry becomes evil. There's like every scene that he's in, there's one it's panel creepy. where he just looks morbidly evil. And like in the shadows, like he's ready to strangle the character next to him at any moment. Like, what is that for? Is
2: that when like Peter's sick in bed and he's just like looming over Peter, yeah? He could smother him with his pillow at any time. (laughs) Like he's looking
1: off panel, waiting to strike like a cobra to murder you. Like we, we, I know he turns evil, but I feel like I don't want to know that in this scenario at all. I want, I want him to be a good friend to, to Peter. I don't know.
2: I guess, I mean, I guess because Peter needs a good friend, because why? Because we don't even know why he needs a good friend yet.
1: Right, you don't even know why Harry would even extend an olive branch to Peter at this point.
2: He's yeah, a, like, he's, he's an he's okay a... guy, but does Harry need an okay guy in his life? Like, and I'm, I'm not, it's just, there has to be a reason, we're just not presented with that reason, that there's like some kind of a friendship spark there, but we're, as the reader, I just don't think we're we're getting that vibe.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think he invited him to become his roommate. The only Their only interaction that I can think of is when he came to the hospital. And, like, it wasn't even really for Harry. It was to kind of just check up on, I think, his dad. And then Harry was like, whoa, what are you doing here? And he was like, oh, I'm just yeah. checking to see how your dad's doing. He's like, oh, okay. That's kind of cool. <laughs> and then their friendship blossoms from that. But I didn't feel like the, there was an actual friendship. Like, there wasn't enough there wasn't enough like you know, them doing things socially or any moments that would solidify a bond to be like, why don't you become my roommate?
2: The only thing I, I mean, the, the, one of the things, I'm not going to say the only thing because I did, I liked the book overall, but the the moment where Flash is convinced to join the army, I think it's really cool. Like that interaction he has with Spider-Man and oh, he's yeah. convinced to join the army. And so I was like, that he, Flash is a hero now. Mm-hmm. regardless of what he was before that he's a effing hero
1: there was and i don't want to pound on the book that i'm getting uh snyderistic right now where i say i no, like this it. is worse <laughs> oh, Josie <man>. is defeated <coughs> right now he's looking at his iphone planning exits from this episode he he i was kind of bummed that peter and i he i understand maybe maybe i don't get it fully but he was bullied for, for flash for like 10 years by this point but he was like annoyed that flash had a turn he i think he called him like an idiot for joining the army or like just because you joined the army doesn't mean anything you're just an idiot for joining the army and i was like bummed i was like come on give him some credit he's he's joining the army exactly
2: it's probably going where's it going to maybe vietnam at this point i mean yeah i don't see peter going to vietnam
1: yeah taking the superpowers over there come on man
2: korean korea war this is like the fifties or sixties, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Z, please uh, I,
0: jump I, in I any have time. No uh no further comment. Well come on. You below. can still you can still talk about what you like. You advocated the S out of the devil. Um <laughs>
2: uh, the, I I liked I mean the playful competition between MJ and Gwen was cool because it never got crazy and they they seemed to kind of like remain friendly on friendly terms with each other, but I liked I liked having two women fight over Peter. I mean, I love Peter Parker and I love that he can get love, you know?
1: I felt like the, the Aunt May Peter stuff was great. The scene yeah. in the kitchen where she knew that he was, he was going to ask to move out, but she presented him the option first. I felt like that was really well done. Obviously, I mean, Tim Sale's stuff in this book is phenomenal.
0: Absolutely. That whole page, that
1: was like a double page spread of them in the kitchen. How about a Peter with his little goblin, tie over his huh? shoulder?
0: How about, how about his rogues gallery art? Isn't that fantastic, mm. oh, guys? The
2: gr- the Green Goblin, gorgeous. There's one like super splash page where it's just like Green Goblin's face, I think, inches from Spider-Man's face. The, one of the most memorable panels in, or pages in the book. It was, a, it was amazing. I'm trying to pull it up now, my screenshots. Gen Z, come on, open up. I, just I open, open like up the doors. I have
0: like beaten child syndrome right now. Uh... Let's see, what what were my favorite. I just love the throwback to Kirby-esque dialogue. I mean, mm-hmm. it was unabashed in the fact that it didn't try to be modern. It didn't try to be hip. It didn't have, you know, none of the jokes were cheeky. Nothing tried, you know, there was nothing that tried to land. It it didn't fall for the, oh, let's update it just so the kids that are reading it right now will... Be into mm-hmm. it or get yeah. some dumb joke about the internet you know it was it, it was meant to be carefree it was meant to be vanilla i i would almost say and i found it incredibly refreshing and i really enjoyed uh, Loeb's dialogue for all the characters it was just it, it was a throwback in every best way that word can be used and yeah. i really enjoyed that and i I think if it had been a modern retelling, it, it would have lost that nostalgic feel for me. You know what I mean? Like, a di- you know, dip your toes back in the old waters type of scenario. Uh, you know, maybe I do agree with you that the...
2: Probably would the, have been a uh, Freddie Prince Jr. reference. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere in the
0: book. Uh, that the sexist views of Gwen and Mary Jane don't reflect the way people feel about women today, obviously. But this was not a book. To promote feminism, this is a book to look back five decades ago and honor Spider-Man. So I guess maybe I'm a, a jerk for Gen- liking it. Gen-Z, I don't no know. I, I feel Come like on. I'm in like a, a despair, a, a spiral. I, I feel like I'm being attacked <laughs> on all sides.
1: You, you need to hold strong. Hold strong. Don't mitt. Don't be the Mitt Romney of this uh, podcast mitt again.
0: <laughs> again. What was the first time? Jeez, I didn't say anything about taxing. <laughs> not liking taxpayers. <laughs> I was talking about flip flopping. Uh, no, no, I did not flip flop. I, I, okay,
1: I yeah. enjoy
0: Spider Man: Blue, and I don't care who knows it.
1: I mean, as as an, a differing opinion, I feel like that is a solid stance. That it was a snapshot of the times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and that immediately is is the parallel
2: of my my opinion of it. Yeah, and I don't, Jonesy. I don't think what, and um, it was pretty spot on, like as a replication of the time. It wasn't like you said it wasn't poking fun at the 60s dialogue it was 60s dialogue which i really liked there was a uh, one of my favorite scenes is when uh kurt connor's family comes to see kurt and uh, Spider-Man's trying to fill the family in on what's been happening, and they're just hugging each other, and Spider-Man's like, <laughs> nobody's really listened to me, are they? And, and the next one, he's like standing outside of the uh, broken window. And he's like, okay, well, this is me leaving, and he just, he, that's it. He just like swings away. But it, most of the dialogue is pretty great, and pretty simple. for a, a, It was for a simpler time, and it, that wasn't bad. I mean, some of the older stuff we've read had that simple dialogue to to great effect, Commandy. Mm. Come off it.
1: Mm. No, write-in votes for Commandy.
2: Yeah, FYI. what's about that? Come Spoilers on. or Devil Dinosaur. Commandy at be, Commandy. To
0: be, to be complete uh, at nouns. the Commandy Comic Con, I will collect twenty five <laughs> issues of Commandy for you. <laughs> Commandy Comic
1: Con. <laughs> I'm really eager to see how that plays out, honestly.
0: I'm sure it's going to fizzle and no one's going to write in, and I'll just you know, collect no, for myself. What
2: they need to do is they, they need com- to... De- uh, need... Commandy, West Virginia.
0: This is actually all a ploy for me to get two complete runs of Baltimore under my wife's radar, so I'm pretty happy that that will uh, come to pass. The,
1: the honors, We don't have to defend on, depend on the honor system, Jensen, because if they DM you the moment they vote, we can match up timestamps. So if they DM you right after, oh. right before, we can match those those up.
0: All right. You heard it, technophiles. If you DM me through some kind of magic, they can stamp up our times. (laughs) Through some (laughs)
2: kind of commandy future
0: technology. (laughs) Your Google form scientists
1: will uh, run some numbers and take care of it.
0: Um, (laughs) The analytics and the metadata will match up. Oh, boy. There you you have it. You sure that's a real thing, Joseph? (laughs) I just put in a ticket for it, so I'm hoping. Oh, boy. You busted
1: out the (laughs) ticket line. (laughs) Spider-Man Blue. There you have it.
0: We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you.
1: R.I.P. Mark. Mark Farrington, former got? host, now deceased. He used to read those letters. letters Papercake.com.:
0: Our first letter. Entitled Mignolaverse Lovin' uh, by dear friend of the show At That Movie Freak. We call him Tom. He says, Hey guys, love the last episode. Heck, I love anything involving my main man, Hellboy. Jonesy, I too have the library edition of the series. Unfortunately, I only have the funds for the first one, but mm mm-mm, it is gorgeous. Will you fellas ever have one of your landmark episodes covering the full Hellboy run? 225, perhaps? No. Or will you just keep teasing us with the Hellboy episode once a year? Both have their pros and cons, devouring it at once is awesome, but the rate in which he puts out his material is maddening. I eat it all up in a two week period and now find myself wanting and sometimes wish I had savored the material instead. What do you recommend also what do you recommend also for the Mignolaverse? I wanna I want to read BPRD, but for whatever reason find it a bit intimidating and massive. I really don't know where to start. Will Lobster Johnson or Baltimore be more jump right in friendly? If you've read it, I would say uh, Baltimore is definitely jump right in. You you need to know nothing to read it. Uh, BPRD does intersplice with Hellboy, so like there's a you know a Hellboy run, then BPRD takes over, then it goes an Abe Sapien, then back to Hellboy. So you need to get a good timeline up on the on the web if you want to read it in order. Uh, hope to hear more from Nola in the future of Paper Keg also i highly recommend bone for a comic book app. my local book club 11 members strong now is reading the full thing for april let me tell you it's great reading albeit a bit intimidating don't worry still probably a fourth of akira mm. uh here's so many more and that's at that movie freak we did that for paper Cake, didn't we bone um, yeah we did yeah. volume one and it was i remember falling in love with it then good for kids
1: I don't know I if we'll so. ever... I don't know when the next Hellboy book club is. Who knows?
2: Yeah. 2017. Probably, probably 66 We'd, more episodes from now.
1: <laughs> we bandied about doing it in like three weeks in the last episode. I did. I think, think, and I then think we won. all
0: got a little footloose and fancy free with, this, <laughs> with that. We'll have
1: to go back to the drawing board. Well, we used to have all the episodes planned out until 200. And then for whatever reason, we never did add books to that list after 200. So we have a lot of book club planning to do.
2: Or do we? We're probably going to be planning book clubs live at next week's Paper Keg Meetup 4. If you guys want to see, want to peer in on the, the insider action. Why don't we just on how that gets done. You'll see the three of us texting each other <laughs> live at the bar. Let's get a pencil and paper.
0: Have somebody just write a list for us. Yeah. We'll use, we'll use Dale's um,
1: field notes. We'll pass the field notes yeah. around <laughs> with live recommendations to paper.
2: Luckily, I still have some left after giving one to Brian K. Vaughn that he's probably... He's
0: probably using yeah,
2: Note don't. one. thank that guy, Dale no, he's not using <laughs> right, it the right yeah. way though. He's probably still carries it around in his front pocket with a, with <laughs> a with a number two pencil, made in America pencil. uh Next up is from a new letter writer, which is always great to get. We're always ecstatic when that comes in uh through the week, we'll I am each other say, "Holy crap, do you see that new letter we got in from a new guy? New, somebody new? It's always good to know that you folks are out there listening. Looking forward to 200, he says by a friend of the show, Paul Puck. Hi, gents. I really enjoy your podcast, and I have been desperately trying to catch up since starting with episode one a few months ago. What comic fan can resist a number one issue slash episode? My hope is to be current before episode 200 goes live. I just finished the Jonesy cast, so I have an Akira-style task ahead of me. I voted for the complete 52 in the poll. I bought the hard I bought the hardcover on sale and I seem need some inspiration to read it or use as toilet paper whichever is, is appropriate. <laughs> the Paper Keg Nights are my favorite episodes as I love your PG13 reviews of the titles. <laughs> I'd like to suggest a Paper Keg Hot Nights, where you review porn parody movies of our favorite comic franchises. God. I hope to see I hope to see the Max get the Image Launch Title book club treatment. Oh yeah, we got to do we that. Put that the max. And Saint of Killers get a book club, too. I think we have to Thanks read again. first. Sorry. Is that a sequel to Preacher? I think it's a tie-in. Oh. Thanks again for all the great podcasts. Uh Your friend Paul Puck. P.S. I bought four trades of Cross from Amazon Ooh, as, as a suggested a purchase <laughs> based on my Walking Dead trade purchase. I've never opened them. I might grab a bottle of whiskey and give it a go. <laughs> Give it a go, a tribute to episode 200, Thor, guard my soul.
0: Uh, <laughs> Thor. Paul, you are on a FBI watch list, just to let you know. Uh, if you start seeing Suburbans follow you, okay. you know they're they on to
2: you. Crossed is the most absurd, amazing <laughs> thing. I'm right there with you, Paul. You're probably going to get engrossed, and you're probably going to start thinking about it like I think about it. Like <laughs> what, what happens <laughs> in that world, really.
1: The uh, book's are
2: disturbing. Okay, <laughs> Cool. But we don't know what else to do for Paper keg Nights, so we'll probably do the next uh, arc of crossed for pit, next. No, we have an
1: idea for Paper Cake Nights. Do we? Do yeah, we we, we, uh, we we're gonna put on the form the two hundred survey, but we took it off.
0: Oh, yeah, oh. that's right. Yep, uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had no idea you were talking about. You don't want to show me the numbers. Uh, <laughs> next letter, uh, very good friend of the show, always writes in for us. At very exciting, he writes listener lightning round. Uh, my personal favorite kind of letter. Uh, princess Leia number two by Mark Wade and Terry Dodson. Your writer's favorite writer, R.A.P. Mark Farrington, presents A Princess and a Pilot Without a Home. This is the new Star Wars content I have been looking for.
2: Man, look at that. Mm. Very strong recommend by very exciting. Right. Uh, next up is from friend of the show and watcher of the live podcast tonight, Matt H.H., unofficial show intern. And this is a two hundred uh, episode two hundred book club petition that I have agreed to read live on the air with some stipulation because, you know, if he's trying to get some uh get some uh you know, people behind his cause, like our own host of the show, Jonesy Loves Beer, is, you know, I figure why well, give the guy a shot, maybe you'll hear him out. Since Dale underscore A asked, here's my petition to the world that I hope you guys will read during the letter segment on Sunday. And it's digitally printed on a digital parchment paper. Whereas the paper keg, the hosts of paper keg, heretofore referred to as the host, will soon record and release their 200th episode of the popular paper keg podcast. And whereas Rucka, hereto referred to as Rucka, wrote the groundbreaking and definitive spy comic Queen and Country from 01 to 07. Whereas Rucka was joined on said legendary run by some of the best artists in the comics... In the comics, Where, and whereas the hosts have previously successfully dedicated previous book club episodes to Rucka's books, heretofore referred to as Rucka kegs, and whereas on the 18th day of March in the year of our Lord 2015, Rucka did publicly agree on Twitter to dial into a paper keg 200 Queen and Country Rucka keg to engage in a quick live interview segment. Now, therefore, I, Matt H.H., unofficial paper keg intern, do humbly request that all paper keg listeners visit paperkeg.com and submit their write-in vote for Queen and Country, the entire series, as the book hub for episode 200. Uh, that is a, a heck of a petition, Matt H.H., um, with some stipulations, uh, addended, addendums from the Paper Keg 3. We, we probably would not have Greg Rucka on the show to interview if we did Queen and Country just because we've never done an interview before and I don't think we would want to start. That's not to say we wouldn't read and love Queen and Country, but that's Matt just... HHH,
1: unofficial yeah. show producer now with that request. I think the Scotty... Uh, I think I was. my wife asked me about this because she saw that tweet. The Scotty Young episode was a rare thing. Because he actually started listening to the show on like, you know, outside of us talking about anything. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he started listening and then we thought it'd be cool to have him on just as a host, not as an interviewee. So, and I think yeah. from the, from the onset, we never, we never were going to make the show an interview show or have creators on. So I think that was kind of a rare thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think just an interview show was a different kind of animal. And if we go there, we can't ever go back. You know, it's it's pretty, our our thoughts and opinions are pretty unspoiled right now. But mm-hmm. do you start catering to the right. person you're interviewing and do you ever like not, I don't know, it's it's weird territory and we don't need to probably go there.
0: I don't know. I kind of think. Even of with Scotty. Scotty,
2: we did a manga because Scotty, you know. And it turned out to be top three book of all time. For yeah. Me. I mean, yeah,
0: Scott knows his ass. I, I think Scotty's one of us now. He's a kegger now. I don't even think of him as some Absolutely. famous artist, writer. You know, he's just my, my buddy, Scotty. I'm never going to yeah. archive his Hangout from my... <laughs> uh, you know, I'd like to interrupt this uh, manifesto, Matt, double H, but I just got my first direct message from good friend of the wow. show, Bex Gordo. Wow. She says, I just voted for Baltimore. Congrats on successfully rigging the vote.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Well. laughs>
1: can she even vote i saw she has some kind of uh, 1999 uh, uh, cell phone we,
0: we both we have proof in the pudding okay she, i will match done. up the
2: timestamps. she just uh, bike messengered over in a field notes notebook <laughs> <laughs> her dm to jonesy
0: uh matt just lied tweeted us and said now i feel like jonesy goes beer i don't know why and it was a it was a good letter i just you know i would rigged it matt just it's okay uh, Classic Jonesy
1: rigging scenario. <laughs> <laughs> N-
0: next letter uh, from dear friend of the show who will be at the meetup, uh, Matt in Glenside. Uh, he writes, uh, lads, Jonesy, you're the idol to hundreds, nay thousands. I started podcasting both the aural and visual aspects. You bring the decency, the respect, the, I think he's talking about me, the courage that I <laughs> and other readers of comics have long hungered for. <laughs> I'm being set up for a fall, I can tell you right now, which is why on a Sunday of all days on this extraordinary momentous occasion of live paper keg, I am forced to write, what is up with the red-cheeked grinning leprechaun over your shoulder? Is this his legs to away beckoning to come hither? What am I looking
1: at? Other side.
0: Oh, it's a leftover uh, St. Patrick's Day decoration for my wife. I'll <laughs> let her know you liked it. Uh, is it a ploy, a notion perhaps, to stir the hearts, not of listeners since they don't see this, but viewers? Is it a cry for help? Or is it just a mislead memento of St. Patrick's Day celebrations wild and unruly? Regardless, <laughs> it fails to deter from another solidly produced podcast that remains a credit to this medium that enslaved us all. Enjoy the breakdown of Spider-Man Blue. And a title I'm partial to, yet oddly, I always did find it somewhat lacking. Perhaps if it came bundled with the sounds of two mahogany, it would have been more <laughs> c- cultural heft. I may be wrong, but that's just me. Though given the surprising popularity of Marvel's new Spider-Gwen, it's a visceral work that ought to be consumed by new readers. With kind regards, Matt and Glenn's PA. P.S. What do you mean Gwen Stacy is dead? P.P.S. <laughs> I was just kidding about that question in the postscript. PPPS. I'll see you at the meetup. This is my official commitment that I'll be there. Uh, Grillscribe. he Com.
2: He, he includes at the end. He also has a, a PPPPS. Spider Man Blue completely fails the Bechdel test. Mm. Bechdel test. That's what is. That's what you're talking about, Slim.
0: I went too. I had a, I had a feeling. About. I had
2: a feeling he'd fail it. One more. We're getting a few in off the wire, which is great, because that means we're getting some live viewings right now from super friend of the show, Catcher. Does a lot for us, that guy. We love him. And did, our, did
1: our current logo, mm-hmm. did previous logos, did beat up designs. He did the, yeah, the,
2: the most all the beat up designs, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be at PK Meetup 4, oh. which makes me sad. But I'm more concerned that if I'm not there, no one will be able to help Dale with his plastic bag. <laughs> I'm using this letter to pass on his responsibility. Do people to know? <laughs> did people know what that means?
0: I, did I tell that story? I, if not, I'm going to tell it again right now. uh Oh. So, catcher, dear God, what a great man that is. We were we were driving home from a meetup three. Uh, Dale had been on the cold concrete. He had emptied the contents of his stomach. <laughs> Is somehow three times, threefold onto into a gutter in Philadelphia. So we get him into the, my truck. He's riding shotgun. is behind him and Dale is like still sputtering. Like he may continue to somehow vomit stomach acid. So catcher hooks this plastic bag around his ears and like, like hold, a trough. Yeah. Like a trough. It holds Dale up by the shoulder so he won't, Choke his own vomit. We get all the way to Penn Station. Dale is thrown up a couple times into this bag, so Catcher knew what he was doing. He changes bags into a second clean bag and wipes Dale's face with a paper towel and gets him ready for the trip home. <laughs> it was the most amazing act of friendship maybe that, that I've ever saint. seen. An and another saint. Catcher story, I'm going to get on my soapbox here. This was, What a great guy this guy is. When he knew he couldn't make it, he was texting me at the breakfast table about how my day was going, let me know yeah, how his day was going, just you know, a, a normal morning conversation, racked with guilt that he would miss it. He was having it was like, like a Canadian hello, like this is my life, and now I'm gonna pull the rug up front of you, but you know, we're still friends, right?
2: What a great guy, Ketcher. You wow. well you'll be there in my heart. Yeah, Ketcher, you, you don't need to show you make the trek from Canada hundreds of dollars later to come see us. And, you know, it's not your, we love you for it, but you don't have to do something like that. That's crazy, Actually, man. Actually, uh, you do.
0: So, but it's okay. Karate Chop's going to be there. He's going to fill your Chuck Taylors and your Picasso shirt. And it's going to be a great time. We w- You will be missed.
2: So and right. I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to act a fool like I did last time. All right? Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's not make promises we can't keep. <laughs> speaking of
0: which we haven't uh, we haven't discussed gosh. travel Dale. are you staying here this weekend are we taking the train what are we doing no no you're th- i no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> we can go see the dale might, le- dale
1: might leave at like 10 10 p.m just to make sure that he doesn't right. have a vomit trough
2: <laughs> scenario so i'm not again. pressured into drinking oh yeah nobody because we, we had to nobody to your
1: peers head. nobody peers peer pressures anyone quite like jonesy loves beer <laughs> in all my years <laughs> Whether that be beef jerk, bar beef jerky, or some mm. kind of jet fuel gasoline shot, some nice.
2: tully, more, de- mother's milk, de- All the while reminding you, don't worry, I'm driving, I'm driving us <laughs> Don't you worry, yeah. you're fine. Don't worry, it's only like eight p.m. It's four a.m. <laughs> <laughs> it's four a.m. What a great show! Thanks, guys. for all the letters. Yeah, thanks. We love you all. Thank you very much.
1: Saturday night, meet up number four. Be there. Cocos. Do uh, we talk about next episode? I don't even know what the book it club is. It is
0: Titanic. Is. It is the Manhattan Project's volume one. Ooh, ooh. Pew.
2: Couple A, year. A couple years removed at this point. Maybe we should do volume one and two.
0: Whoa, guys. God, we're
2: getting crazy <laughs> right now, aren't we?
1: You want to get nuts? Come on.
0: Used to we'll have it teed every- up
1: right back in the day. We'll see everybody next week. Or no, Saturday. We'll see you Saturday.
2: please make a gif of the Chelsea playing drums. Before I forget as well, next Saturday, we'd behest you to get your bodies down to Wilmington, Delaware for official show sponsor of the Comic Book Shop's fifth anniversary sale. Mm, I am going to
0: that. I don't know if you guys are. I'm going to go
2: earlier um, in the day. Yeah. Same here.
0: We can meet there. Maybe we'll we have to, maybe do breakfast. Yeah, I'll let's, uh, what's that like diner we always go to? Lucky's? Lucky's. Oh get a yeah. slow Jim Fizz at 9 a.m. I'm oh with boy. you.
1: My oh boy. God. What, what, is that Saturday? That's the day of the meetup? Yes. Yeah, that's
2: the day of the meetup. Uh, Jim Steranko will be there. Wow. What a get Bob for them. Camp.
1: They're like the lettermen of comic book shops. Yeah, they they, they get really all are. the stars.
0: They do. And I, I did direct message with Titus. He, they, he will have prints with him. So if you guys don't have Staranko back issues, there will be something for you to sign.
1: Oh. Huh.
2: Oh that's cool. That's really good to know. Yeah. Thanks for that like work. No Genesee. problem.
0: I was you know I didn't want to see DMing left and right. This guy's DM I Pro. Could, I can just get another I just DM. Slide into your DMs. Get another DM. <laughs> Let's see who it's from. <laughs> Checking it <radio laughs> what right What is now. going on over there? <laughs> uh uh oh, yeah. oh. Oh, Gorilla Scribe trying to get yeah. me. He he DMs yeah. me He says, Jonah Hex run. I saw, oh. I saw that vote. Uh, I saw that vote. You know, vote you know Matt Moore. Over the um, water. I would love to do Jonah Hex. Baltimore oh, was my request,
1: I, sir. I think I you know I, I don't want to call out uh, Matt Moore, but two Jonah Hex votes within 5 minutes? Come on. Moore. Who's he trying What That's kind of coincidence What kind of trickery is he trying to show right now? He's playing he really with the, the metadata. Two
0: people voting for Jonah Hex within 5 minutes? He's playing with the metadata, guys.
2: He's probably blaming Jonesy's vulgar leprechaun over his leprechaun. There, <laughs> <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta think eagle of a good
0: name for this leprechaun.
1: What about the Star Wars books? Let's talk about it. We're running out of tape. It's, we're in an hour,
0: ten minutes already. Wow. I'm I'm loving the Star Wars books. I I really am. I I even Let's liked uh, Princess. I liked Darth Vader. Uh, Darth Vader. I liked Princess Leia. Uh, I have the second issue. I have, re- have not read it yet, but I like the first issue a lot, and. Uh, Imagine if the go- movies are this good.
1: Movies are going to be so good. I can't wait. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <sighs> I need... I, I got to... I feel like my my youth mm. as a young Star Wars fan is being awoken. Grew up on those movies. I just... On VHS. I wish
0: Jack was a little bit older and we were going together to see it the first time and he could appreciate oh, gosh, it. gosh. Gosh. Transy, I'll go with you. Okay. I'll hold hands. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we got to yeah. talk about... And this is something that's been troubling in, troubling in troubling me. Star Wars. Uh. Avengers 2 comes out the weekend I go to Chicago. <laughs> I'm not going to be able Probably. to see it. I don't want you, much like, if, like you, if I were dying and you were my spouse, I would want you to marry and, you. and know, find love again. But it's I just, very Gwen Stacy, I need a commitment that you will see it again with me <laughs> when I get back i know dale you will maybe we'll meet at the recliner theater and then go and you guys take a picture of your
1: hands your fists next to each other with a thumbs up
0: slim i don't want to experience this without you slim that happens
1: all right i know it does i've seen the photos on twitter you're gonna gonna have to happen
2: every 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 time
1: gosh we i'm not even sure if we have we even talked about who jonesy's
0: replacement is going to be for that period of time
1: yet i don't know if we want to announce that now maybe we save it Mm. yeah announce it now oh Oh, my gosh
0: Two hundred one and will be hosted by whom? Naminity?
1: At, at Naminity is returning to the Paper Keg Studio Amazing During Jonesy's break mm-hmm. I wonder This will
0: not be a permanent thing <laughs> Oh, no. air quotes We have air quotes, people <laughs>
1: If anything, she's going to be replacing me And then you, you two can stay
0: uh, Listen, I just want to announce... pass
1: the torch from my yeah, faltering you're, hand You're a real sicko
0: to, to the That's listeners, fun. if you're listening right now, please stop abusing the direct message to Jonesy <laughs> option with votes that are not Baltimore. You are taking advantage of me, sir. So,
1: so far, non-Baltimore votes, since we went live, are winning. Baltimore is <laughs> not winning right now. Like, we didn't know that would happen, right?
0: <laughs> right? Right? What a show. Uh, I'm super excited for Numinati to take my spot. Maybe I will be able to listen live. Oh no, I won't. I'll be You'll be doing be in mystery things. We redacted can't talk about. prison for two weeks. mm mm-hmm. My yeah. word. You know, they Actual won't prison. even let me go see the city at all during the one week I have off. I uh, shot the uh organizer, the facilitator, you know, hey, um DM can we go can we can I go buy all the issues of Baltimore while I'm out there? No, I said you know, I would like to go to a, a Cubs game. It's something Chicagoish while I'm out there. The answer was, no, I'm not allowed to leave the facility.
1: People are starting to piece together where you're going to be, what you're going to be doing there. Uh-huh. Jonesy's Seven, leaving one. these breadcrumbs for people to nip not at. Even and close. then put together. I use the they, word they facilitator. Have like, they have the tacks with the string <laughs> neck attached <laughs> oh, yeah, to it. They're yeah. putting <laughs> the pin tacks on the board now.
0: <sighs> That's going to be terrible. I just got another GDDM. Jonesy, oh, you're, I'm so sorry else. for your popularity. I'm going to snap know, this my, my It head. must be so troubling for you. I know. I really. put it in a hipster's front pocket and watch it bend. Oh, my word.
1: We got to wrap up. I think that's a good end point. Hour 15. Perfect. Cocos. Saturday night, the night before WrestleMania, if that helps your scheduling at all.
0: Dale is going to be wrecked. Please come see it live in person. Why me?
2: Why? A guy gets wrecked for the first night since his wedding night, and he hears it every time, ever since.